Welcome to the Man Up God's Way podcast, a show that dives into the real, raw, and relevant issues for men in their faith, life, and community. Now, your host, Jody Birkin. guys here we are again on another monday night my name is jody burkeen i am your host for the man up god's way podcast and the founder of man up god's way men's ministry a ministry that was birthed out of a desire to see men do christianity instead of just sitting in the proverbial pew and not doing anything so we're excited that you're here if you get an opportunity would you please share this with your uh facebook group your instagram group uh, anybody on your social media we need as much help as we possibly can we are becoming Uh, one of the largest podcasts for men, uh, Christian men that's out there. And we would ask that you just help us get even bigger and bigger and uh, try to allow everybody to hear the gospel message. We try to speak the gospel every week uh, so that uh, we can reach more and more people for the sake of the kingdom. Um, Tonight, I've got in-house, I've got my my hostess with the mostess. I've got Ben Neely. Ben, how you doing, brother? Doing good, you? Good, can't complain. It's been a blessed week so far, but it's only Monday. It is. (laughs) still got four more days to screw something up, don't you? Well, good. Good to see you. Did you have a good weekend? I did. Good. Yep. Good. My my was busy. Had three basketball games with the kids on Saturday, church on Sunday, another basketball game on Sunday afternoon. It's just been just good yeah, Sunday was down. great. My my pastor finally preached a good sermon. It was unbelievable. <laughs> well, Very unexpected. Yeah, no, you, you yeah, hey, <laughs> blind squirrel gets a nut every That's now right. and then. That's so, right. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it was a good Sunday. I, you know, it's funny. I walked in Sunday and I just like the message. I, I knew what I wanted to talk about, but it just didn't feel good. Right. I had so much on paper. There was just so much meat, you know, in that section of Acts 17 where he's he's talking on. You know, Paul's talking on Mars Hill and man, I could have, I could have spent a week on that. Yeah. I think except for the sermon on the Mount, it's probably the best yeah, sermon in the Bible. It is. Yeah. I think so too. So for Goza, how you doing brother? Same old, same old, same old, same old. Doing good, man. You walked in a little ragged today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I walked in. How you didn't see me? Walk well, in? that's true. Yeah, man, you beat me here, but you look like you walked in ragged. How's that? Yeah. We reviewed the cameras. Yes, yeah. we did. Exactly. Long weekend. Yeah. I uh, I did not take a Sabbath, and uh, I worked both Saturday and Sunday. We oh, had a yeah. trade show for uh, a, a brand that I uh, do some consulting for, and so it was just a long week, long weekend, and we're still rolling. Well, glad you're here, brother. Yeah. Glad you're here. So, um, folks, the way that we pay for our podcast is through our ma- uh, merch page, manupmerch.com. If you get an opportunity to go there, manupmerch.com, you can get cool shirts like this. No more spiritual sissies. Uh, <laughs> want good godly men to be out there uh, sharing the gospel message. And um, we got hats, beanies, books, uh, all kinds of good stuff. Coffee mugs. I got my one of my favorite coffee mugs right here. The man up call it's a big 16 ouncer. Get you good, quite a bit of coffee. For Goza, you also have uh, a couple things there as well. Yeah, so we have uh, both of your books. First off, we have Man Up, God's Way. This is your first book. Uh, This is Becoming a a Godly Man in an Ungodly World. And then your second book, Pursuit of a Godly Life, Living Like Jesus Matters. If you haven't got these already, um, get on 
Get on the, the merch web, store. On the merch store, them. Amazon. You can get them on Amazon. They'll ship them to you the next day. They're only ten dollars, um, and uh, we appreciate everything that you can do. Well, folks, I'm really excited about tonight's um, podcast. We've got some great guests on here tonight, and I'm excited to introduce them. Um, we'll start off with Andre. Andre, how are you doing, brother? Good. How are you? How are you? I'm, I'm blessed by the be- blessed by the best. So, so glad to to get you guys on here. Monica, how are you doing? I'm wonderful. How are you? Good, good. And Kanisha, how are you? Hey, I'm good. Great, great. Well, we uh, to give you guys a little bit of background, um, Andre and Monica and Kanisha are in a a new short, a new movie, if you will, that's coming out. It's called Heartbeat. And it is about mental health and uh, mental illness. And we're going to get the rundown here in just a minute from all of them. And we're really excited about what uh, God can possibly do by this. But Andre, let's start off with you. Um, Let's hear a little bit about your story. Well, uh, I've been acting for a while, you know, and a lot of times with, with, with acting, you know, when you when you do something good, you know, humbly speaking, they want you to keep doing it, you know? So they, they, we call it typecast. Typecast is a good thing sometimes, but I started creating um, films just to, you know, show myself doing other things in a way. And uh, when I first started, it was just, you know, just me writing, having fun, you know, getting friends together, recording, filming. But um, after experience, you know, I would say, I I started kind of doing films that meant something, you know, right. uh, and a lot of times, you know, of course, the things that I wrote about, it was related to me, but uh, with this one, mental health was something that I feel like my mission is now, you know, uh, mm-hmm. because of my experience and because of where mental health is going. Right. You know? And so with Heartbeat, the way I write is real crazy. I, I would lay down, you know, and I'll get up and I'll be like, okay, I got a script, you know? So I always say God wrote it. I didn't write it, <laughs> you know? So um, with heartbeat is crazy because the things that ha- happens within heartbeat, uh, I personally experienced after uh, we filmed it. Well, no kidding. Uh, and it's crazy because even, you know, this is my edit station, even with editing, it's just like, I got to step away a little bit, <laughs> you know, right. the experience and, and, and what's going on. So, yeah, I'm, I'm an actor, <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I do kind of create films just to, you know, tell stories. So, so how did this story come up? It, it, tell a little bit about the story of the movie. You don't have to give it all because we want people to, to eventually see it. But how did uh, how did this idea come for um, for the movie Heartbeat? So, ah, let me see. Let me watch my words with this. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Harvey came up at a very, you know, I was, I was unfortunate uh, situation, you know, and I was in a situation where I felt like I wanted to die. I, I, I really did, you know, and um, when I wrote it, I kind of, I, I was thinking of a story, you know, and, and when I laid down, it just kind of came to me in a way. I think that the storyline came, the, the the tagline came to me first. A woman who attempts to commit suicide uh, is interrupted by every attempt. 
you know, I think that line just kind of came in my mind one time, you know, and I, I started thinking about, okay, a woman, how could she be interrupted? You know, like what would really stop a woman from killing herself? And then with Benicia, uh, played by Monica, what, what she goes through is kind of like a battle within herself in a way. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it, it, it made me think, Somebody said something, this is sidebar, somebody said something to me one time. I was worried about something. They said, do you think you're powerful enough to stop what God has for you? And I said, no, no. Like, okay, then do what you have to do. You know, so with Benicia, it's like even her hatred towards herself or, or, or the way that she don't really understand her own mind. It's like what she really want to do is not powerful enough for what God has for her in a way. Mm. And, and so all of the interruptions is really just God stopping her and, 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 and you know, uh, making sure that his mission is, is, is you know, fulfilled. Wow. And with writing it, it, it was like, of course, the details uh, I had to add to it, but it kind of, like, I really, I, I'm not playing when I say God wrote this because I would wake up and then I would start typing and I would have a story. Praise God. Yeah. Praise God. So was this part of your your mental um, capacities that were kind of fueling the movie? I mean, were you having some mental issues yourself or was someone in your life having these issues? All right. We've been transparent here. Uh, yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you a story here in just a minute. that uh, show that little bit of transparency. as yeah, well. Yeah, you're not alone on this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, OK, so what I was battling was 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 it was deep, you know, it was deep to a point where um, it's not a secret to uh, Konisha or Monica, you know, I had a drinking problem for a real long time. And so I had to go to rehab. I had to kind of, you know, reset. And so what the drinking did for me, and I am almost a year, well, two years sober now. So praise God. There you go. (laughs) Amen. Amen. But within that, you know, heavy drinking and 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 everything, it kind of created delusions. It created hallucinations. I heard voices. I couldn't sleep. I was up for like three weeks, you know. And the more you woke, the more your mind just go crazy. It was music playing in my head. I heard my own thoughts. Uh, it was bad. And at that point, I, I, I when I when I thought the world was going to kill me, I, I, there was time I thought the world was going to kill me, and when I wasn't thinking that. I wanted to kill myself. Like that's how bad it was. So it wow. was a battle between two different places. And I remember I'm going everywhere with this, but I remember Googling certain things and it's just like nothing that I was going through was popping up. And so I think that's another reason for this event that we have coming up. It's like, I want all the resources to be in one room, you know? Right. Um, and, and that right there, I just remember how scary it was. I remember, you know, how lonely it was, you know, uh, and, and, and that's the reason why I think it is kind of like my mission. So when we filmed this, this was actually three years ago. I didn't do none of that. And it was probably because during filming, I was still in my addiction, you know, uh, because the alcohol makes it go away. But when you don't drink, that's when the problem comes. comes out. Yeah. So it's the devil trying to keep you drinking in a way, you know. So you have to overcome that hump of the voices and the paranoia, delusions. You know, regret, remorse, shame, guilt, all of that. <laughs> so I had to literally stick, stick with myself for a long time. And for me, that was hard because right. 
the alcoholism created somebody and I didn't know who I was. So I'm in the mirror basically redefining myself. And then you hear thoughts of what was said about you, opinions about you, and then you you kind of start believing that a little bit. Right. So sitting with yourself is really hard because you're not the person you was in the past. You're not the person people think you are. And sometimes you're not the person that you are acting to be. So right. sitting with yourself is kind of recreating a whole new person. And that for me was scary <laughs> and it hurt. Wow. And so I think Benicia's character has a lot of that within her, but it's, it's, it's that, that heel though, that she's on, you know, it, it's, it's kind of like that craziness before the reflection part. Right. You know, who am I? You know? mm. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. So, so Monica, you played Bonicia. Um, tell me, tell us a little bit about your story and how you got into acting and, um, and then what this movie mean, means to you. Okay. Yeah. I played Bonicia. My story is basically, I'm uh, from Detroit, Michigan. I grew up in the arts to perform art school. I always just love being on stage. I've been acting since I was like, five years old like mm. my first role i played mary in the birth of jesus okay. <laughs> that was my first role <laughs> on stage live and ever since there i just had the bug to want to act so i went to perform in our school i studied dance and um you know growing up in detroit it was a rich uh culture with music and and the arts and so we got to go on a lot of field trips where it helped cultivate my love for it and uh, I continued it and I loved it so much. I moved out here to LA where I've been acting. I've been here for 10 years now and uh, I, it's constantly growing and studying and learning and, you know, just gaining experience. Um, on that journey, I met Andre. He actually, uh, we actually first encountered each other in um, an acting class. I think it was Tasha Smith's a T-Saw class in LA. And um, he contacted me during the pandemic uh, about this film. And I read the script and it was deep and it was mm-hmm. very, very touching. And um, I had to do a lot of research to try to understand Benicia as much as I could and get in that space. And it was perfect at the time because, you know, everything was locked down. <laughs> And so it really gave me a lot of time to really hone in on on what was going on and and really give it my all. And it was the first project I shot, you know, after the whole pandemic. So this was like the first project. So this was the first time we was on set with the new protocols, with masks. So they did a wonderful job with making everyone feel safe and following all the protocols. But that was like a, a great new experience. But it it was it was very deep, but it was it was um, it helped me grow in a lot of ways too as an artist. You know, just having to get into that character and then learning from Andre, like his writing is so incredible. Like it it made it easier as well. And talking with him about the character and trying to understand it as much as I can made it you know just more easier and. Everyone, Kanisha, her acting skills, like on set, everybody was just so into it, was so on top of who their character was and who they were to Benicia and made it easier to portray and get into character. Like 
I fed a lot off of them. And, um, I, it, and it was incredible. It was like, it gives me goosebumps even when I think about it, because I know it was powerful in the moment. And I know it's going to be powerful when people get to see it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. That's great. So how did you get into the role? Uh, have you ever dealt with mental illness or the struggles that maybe this, how, how would you get, how did you prepare for this role? I haven't had, well, it's a lot of things going on. I try to learn from, you know, personal experience, like with family. I don't think I've, at the time, I don't think I've personally experienced it. Uh, I know how strong the mind is. Like my grandmother, she's going through Alzheimer's. So like, that's a, you know, a mental thing that people can't help, you know, and then you do research on it. Now at the present time, I have a, a person who's very close to me. They're going through health issues and it's hard to understand. And then you hear that it's hereditary and things like that. But for the role, I had to do a lot of research, you know, and watch videos and how people handle things and read stories. And then I have a lot of friends who are actors who give me advice on um, how they prepare to get into roles that are deep Mm -hmm. like that. And, you know, when you play something so traumatic and stuff you have to remember like you know other actors who lost their lives because they couldn't get out of that head space right so a lot of times we talk about how do you get out of that head space once you know you you cut and now you're going home how do you get back into being monica how do you get back into you know okay i gotta get out of that dark place and i gotta get back to you know my life and happiness and you, you really have to do something, whatever it may be. Some people listen to music. I like to watch, watch cartoons. So, um, but basically to get into that headspace, it was, it was a lot of research and trying to pull from my own, you know, situations and circumstances and experience. Wow. Now, when you, when you guys wrapped, were you still in COVID or was the film, was COVID? Yeah, because this was like 2020. So, you know, like, everything was still pretty strong. It was like still going, it was like still going on. Especially especially in California. Oh Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Especially with the film industry is so many rules. It was was like something new always coming out, (laughs) a new protocol. Right. So where did, where did you film during that time? That's a great question. (laughs) No, no. Do you remember? And you don't, remember. and you do not have to say like a studio if you're gonna. It was in LA. Somebody, it was in LA, but it was like a super tight set. It was very so, close. Yeah. So this is what we did. We well, what I did, you know, we 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 on the budget too, you know. So I oh, yeah. I ran out, out of Airbnb, <laughs> and we uh we we filmed in the Airbnb. It was in LA. I don't. I couldn't even tell you the city. Uh, was, I think it was Los Angeles, actually. For yeah, I think it was, it was just LA. Right central, yo, central LA, yep, right in LA. Yeah, LA. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to throw anybody to the bus, but uh, we did uh, one of my music videos during that time too in 2020. And we, it was in LA, and I remember just the the theater and where we filmed. They were like, "Do not tell anybody." You <laughs> fly in from Missouri. <laughs> And film this year was like I never saying nothing except for right now. 
I'm saying, <laughs> it's okay now. The name. Yeah. Did he, did, yeah, did, he, did he just big time us? He did big time us. Yeah. Is he big time us? He's just big time us. <laughs> yeah, I, I shot a music video too. During that. Oh, God. What are, these two, what are these two idiots across the table done? Yeah, nothing. Yeah, I didn't forget to say nothing about oh, nothing. I got another episode on. Uh, talking about cool stuff. We got your people, we got your people on here now. So. Yeah, that's right. So, Kanisha, you play um, the nurse, and tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about your uh, how you got involved in the movie and your role, uh, Nurse Vera. Is that correct? Yes, that is okay. correct. I play Nurse Vera, and um, how did I become involved with the project? Well, Dre and I, years ago, we were in a play together, and we formed a bond of brother sister needless to say i'm the older sister in this <laughs> brother sister <laughs> relationship and uh we always encourage each other and that was like the main thing like whatever project he's doing i'm going to support him with that and vice versa and he he presented the project to me and i read the script and i was like i'm down it's that simple especially when you want to see your friends succeed so that was the main thing is that i want to help my friends in any way possible and especially dre um because i love him so much so (laughs) when i got on set like i've already read the script i know what we're dealing with but it was just a feeling of trying to get to know benicia Mm -hmm. so once you're on set you know you're in your lull but i did take the time to like sit and chat with monica as if i was a therapist but not nurse vera but more like let me get to know her and probe her right and then that relationship can kind of jump into the actual playing part of it or the acting part of it when we are on set. So then I can see like, oh, okay, this is, this is how she responds to this, this is how she responds to that. And really do like the investigative work of a nurse practitioner, someone who deals with someone with mental illness. Now, have I ever dealt <laughs> with anyone with mental illness as a nurse? No, <laughs> but I can play a good nurse. <laughs> a lot of times what I do is I immerse my own fun, bubbly personality into it. Right. And and I think Nurse Vera brings that levity that is necessary because you don't want something that's going to be so heavy and so dark. So Nurse Vera comes in and she kind of lightens the mood, but at the same time, taking inventory of what's happening with Benicia, right. what's going on. I'm going to bring you a little fun, but at the same time, I'm doing temperature checks. Like That's what's great. going on? Something doesn't seem right. Uh-huh. I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you think that I don't see what's happening. I'm going to leave, but then I know what's really going on underneath it. So wow. that's, that's great. That's how I approach the role. And I've been yeah. acting for, I don't want to say how long. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I was going to say, I've seen you in a few things. Um, have you yes i have i, I and um I, I recognize you as soon as you got on the and then i looked up your as a mibd or nibd imdb he's originally he's originally from kentucky yeah, exactly. have to excuse yeah. yeah oh no my family's from kentucky don't do that my family he's from, he's from okay. the redneck side of kentucky See, she even said it's okay i got family on the redneck side too don't yeah, do that she, she said louisville right i know i have family in Louisville, Lexington, Irvington, so don't do it. Okay. My mom, my yeah. mom grew up in Marion, Kentucky. There you go. Oh, yeah. 
So yeah, I'm originally from Murray, Kentucky, which is Western Kentucky. So okay, but yeah, yeah. I I I lived in Louisville um, and uh, Frankfort, Kentucky, for quite uh-huh. a bit. So yeah, okay, yeah, I'm I'm a Cleveland girl. Okay, but uh, I got out as soon as possible. They and then no I never went back. Now, I, my brother lives in Cleveland, and I have no clue why he lives there. That's like snow <laughs> six months of the year. Oh. Ugh, cold all the time. It's cold all the time. Yeah. Well, yeah. I can't imagine what I've only been to California once, um, actually twice, but uh, I, I loved the weather while I was there. That's for sure. We actually did a, uh, uh, I used to own a company, and we did a, uh, we gave them equipment for a movie set. Mm-hmm. And, um, they put our name all over it and had us in the movie and stuff like that. So that was pretty cool. But that was a long time ago. So, <laughs> so mental <laughs> mental illness, uh, Andre. Obviously, this is um, this is something that has you know you're close to your heart. You know, with this um, event that you've got coming out, you've got uh, help. Uh, I guess is I'm assuming you're going to have booths and different things like that for mental health health. Uh, officials and workers and uh, doctors and psychiatrists and different things like that. Is that correct? Yeah. So we have those a part of the panel. Okay. Um, we, we, we're in collaboration with the LA County, the department. So we can't, there's certain protocols. So as far as the therapists and, and those type of things, it's more so, advice is not right. screening or anything but the booths will be more so businesses okay uh just for resources you know right. like the the things you can't google <laughs> are the things you you know once you're going through it you know you you don't have time to google they'll provide resources that you can have in your phone or you know in your back pocket right Right. So I got a question real quick. Yeah, Andre, when you said earlier, uh, one of the things that you said that stood out to me about the about the short is that or about the movie is that that Benicia was uh, kept getting interrupted. When you look back on your struggle, did God do that for you? Is that where you got that idea? Or um, how did how did that idea uh, come about? Uh, so with my struggle, uh, it was a lot different it kind of uh happened after Benicia but the idea of you know Benicia being interrupted I kind of wanted to show you know that she really wasn't in control you know uh that God was you know and and so whatever a lot of times even with dreams you know we think that we're supposed to do one thing but God is like no I got this better for you you know so I did want to show like in hard times it's just like I'm not even in control of the bad things that happen, you know? Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's a rerouting. It's, it's like, it's a, it's a, you know, we know that the antagonist is the mind, the mental health, you know, her, her, her thoughts, the demons and the protagonist is really just, just God. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's good. That's good. good. I, um, I dealt with uh, some mental illness a few years back. And I'll say it, it was more depression than I was mental illness, but we had just launched our church uh, two weeks before we launched our church. Um, we found out that my wife had cancer and uh, you know, I was just like, I was good. I was like, God, you know, here, I thought I was doing a really good thing. We're starting this church and um, we're getting ready to launch in, in two weeks. And we find out my wife has cancer and 
we had taken an old church and revamped it and, and started all over, basically. Um, and so there, it could have been really volatile uh, by doing that. You know, not a lot of people were happy that we were changing the name and changing the, you know, theology and different things like that. And my wife got cancer. Well, it was all of a sudden everything went off of the change of the church to focusing on my wife, including the church. And so they started, you know, f- taking food over and taking care of her and and then she went through uh, surgery and chemo, and that went la- that lasted for about nine months. And for nine months, I was running a company. I had uh, my wife. I had four kids. I had uh, uh, we had just adopted twins, and they were sixteen months old. Um, so they were actually no, they were three or four years old at, at the time. And so you know, young kids, and I had teenagers, and it was just crazy life. And for literally. 10 or 11 months, I was running the house, running a church, running a business, running the kids. And my wife was, you know, relatively sick most of that time. And then all of a sudden, praise God, she's healed. Um, she's getting back to, to normal. And in 2016, um, and one day, one day I just woke up, you know, she's taking care of the house and, you know, the church is going well. And, uh, my business is okay. And I just woke up one morning and I set up out of my bed and I look out and I see this window and I have a, a two-story house, but the back of it has a full basement. It has a basement. So it's three stories out of the back of the house, you know, cause it's got a walkout basement. And I look out the window and, and something in my head said, run through that window. Like if I stood on the side of my bed, it, there's a hallway into my bathroom and there's a plate glass window there. And something in my head said, just take off running and jump out the window. Mm. And I got in the shower and uh, took a shower. I went downstairs and I do my devotion. I read my Bible every morning uh, at my kitchen table. And where I sit, I can see the deck on the second story. You know, I've got a deck there and uh, something in my head said, won't you hang yourself? And I just kept reading my Bible. I closed my Bible up. And then I had a meeting that afternoon I, or that morning. And I get in my car and I drive off and... Uh, I remember driving and all of a sudden I see a bridge and it was like swerve off in the, to the bridge, you know, and that was going in my head. And for the next, I would say almost six to eight weeks, it was almost like groundhog day. I'd wake up, look at the window, something in my head would say, jump. I'd get a shower, go downstairs. Something was saying in my head, say, hang yourself. And this, this just kept going on for six to eight weeks. Well, finally I had, a had a job that was going to be in North Carolina and I got a call from, it was a military base and I got a call from the general saying, Hey, I need you to come and, you know, spot this job out and let me put eyeballs on you and shake your hand and I'll give you the the job. And it was a really big military contract. And I hung up the phone with him and all of a sudden in my head said, that's where you can do it. And this whole time, I kept thinking in my head, I was like, I don't want my wife to find me. I don't want my kids to see me. And then all of a sudden, I was going to be a thousand miles away and I could be at a hotel or somewhere else. And, you know, in my head, it was like all all of a sudden, I kind of had it secure. I knew exactly where I was going to do it Um, and to kill myself. That's what I kept thinking was kill myself. And uh, I called the general back after I told my wife what was going on, uh, that I kept having these thoughts. And I called the general back and said, I can't can't make it. You know, I ended up losing the job, which, you know, it was better than losing my life. And immediately I went and I went and got help. And, um, I, I would talk to a professional. I talked to, um, you know, uh, counselors and, you know, for the next couple months, I, you know, I got help and 
oh my gosh, it was the weight of the world. And, and really all it was, was just a conversation. You know, I just, no, I didn't take medicine, you know, just getting these, these feelings and this worry and my drill. So I was in the military in the nineties, early nineties, 1990. And my drill sergeant would always say, um, call it stinking thinking. You know, the moment that you start stinking thinking is the moment <laughs> you, start, you start getting in trouble. Mm. And that's what I was, was I was stinking thinking. And so, <laughs> Um, I tell you all that because, you know, mental illness, depression, anxiety, you know, these things are real. Uh, I didn't used to believe it. I used to thought, you know, I used to think I'll just, you know, rub some dirt on it. You'll be okay. Just move on uh, until that happened to me. And I, I, I encourage people now to, to, to take it serious, uh, to get help, uh, to just talk sometimes, you know, just talking and confessing, you know, the Bible tells us to confess to a brother um, and it, it, it helps, you know, and I'm not talking about just confessing sin. I'm talking about confessing just your worries and your doubts and your fears and your angers and your hurts. And when you do those kind of things, it, it relieves a lot of the pressure that you have mentally on yourself, because once that, that broken record starts in your head, and I think that's where you were, Andre, you know, in that drinking, that's the problem with the drinking is that, while you're drunk and while you're intoxicated, you don't feel the pain that's there. But the moment that that alcohol goes away, bam, here comes the pain again. There's that broken record and you start thinking again. And that's why so many people get into addictions of alcohol and drugs uh, to try to take those away. They don't realize that it just it just compounds the problems and the issues that you have in your life. Um, and so we want our folks to know that we, we take mental illness very serious and I truly believe as a pastor, I see a lot of things that have happened because of the pandemic. You know, we were isolated for so long and that people got used to being by themselves. And uh, it has uh, it has uh, compounded the the problems that everybody is having. You know, all of a sudden they they don't have friends and they're not out as they normally would be. They're not involved with friends and they're not involved in community and so all we have is this proverbial mirror in front of us, and we become very selfish. And when you become very selfish, I think mental illness and anxiety and depression truly start. Um, and I, th I, I think your short couldn't have come out at a better time. This movie that you've got coming out couldn't have come out at a better time, because I think more and more people are losing hope, um, which will drive them to do stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like how you said, uh, stinking, stinking thinking, stinking thinking. <laughs> yeah, in the um, in the rooms, they 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 have this saying where it says, in the AA rooms, they have this saying where it says <laughs> that my mind is a dangerous street to walk alone, amen. And uh, you know, I, I think when you do talk you're not alone no more. Sometimes you do need, you know, people, am I, am I, am I tripping right now? <laughs> am, I, am I going crazy? And right. you need those people that would tell you, yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, you do. I mean, I think that's, you know, part of the problem with society today. I mean, I, I was looking at your, um, your website and um, you have the statistics of, um, you know, suicides that are happening on a daily basis. And I want to pull this up here real quick. 
Uh, it says on average, 130 people commit suicide on a daily basis in the United States. Um, the military, uh, I, we had a podcast a couple of weeks ago with a, a, a guy that it deals with the military uh, guys. You know, they're having 22, um, the average is 16 to 22 a day suicides mm. from military veterans. Uh, alone and because they you know they either have been at war or you know they, they're just going through these struggles they've been overseas and um and the average the average age is over 45 years old and so they're living with these problems for years upon years upon years without getting help and then all of a sudden one day just going gosh you know I don't know what else to do. So yeah. they end up committing suicide. One in four people have diagnosed mental illness in the United States. Um, and I, I, I don't doubt that. I mean, I think that's, that's part of the, the major problem. We're seeing a lot of issues with teenagers, you know, not being able to deal with the struggles that go on at school or, um, you know, what's crazy, I think, is I think social media has done this to the kids of today yeah. because they're they're inundated with all this propaganda from not only their friends, but from, you know, companies and from uh, movements and from themes and from, you know, uh, these what do they call them? Social media um, oh God, influencers. influencers. Thank you. Yeah. influencers. Yeah. And they think that they've got to be like those one percenters that are out there and it's causing you know when i was growing up you know we you you, you didn't know where everybody was unless you saw all the bikes out in the front yard you, know? <laughs> you, know, you didn't really you, you didn't realize you were missing anything until you saw all the bikes in the front yard and then you just pull in and run in the house and play with everybody now these kids can look at social media and they can realize that all their friends are hanging out with somebody else and mm -hmm. you know that's where that stinking thinking comes in they're not they're like, okay, well, I'm not, I'm not involved. I, they don't like me. And how come they're not inviting me? And it just, it just increases in, um, in the, the mental uh, issues that are going on. Um, you also have on here that are 50 million adults uh, are living with mental illness in the United States. Wow. And throughout the world, 703 suicide deaths um, in a year. That is crazy to me. 703,000. Oh, 703,000. What did I say? Yeah, Seven, 703,000. Oh, 703,000. Like, we're doing pretty good. No, <laughs> 703,000 suicides in a year. Wow. Yeah, that, that, that first statistic is what, you know, uh, got a lot of support. Like a lot of people that's helping with the uh, event. I started off and I said 137 people will kill themselves today. 137 people will kill themselves tomorrow. You know, 130 is the average, but it is around 135, 137, right. so high 30s. And that one in four, those are the ones that were diagnosed. So, yeah, yeah. so it's it's more than that, you wow. know. Uh, so more people battle it. A lot of times, you know, I remember, um, I probably shouldn't say, but I, I remember the first time I, I, I told someone that the doctor said I was depressed. And they said we all depressed you know and that kind of it did something to my brain it made me like okay let me toughen it up let me deal with it let me live right. with it you know and it wasn't like okay what how can i you know find a solution to this instead of you know and, and like you said talking it out i feel like 
therapy helps a lot. And that's why, you know, I feel like friendship could be therapy too. But, you know, unfortunately, the world has has uh, pigeonholed us, uh, not only as men, but also as women. So for like men, you know, we can't show weakness. You know, yeah. we're not allowed to show weakness. We're not allowed, you know, in the world's eyes. Um, right. we, we, you know, don't cry. Don't show, um, you know, mm-hmm. if you have depression, that's weakness. Or for women, um, you know, depression is crazy. You know, you know, don't be the crazy lady. Don't be the... You know, the, the one that's always worried and all of this, like, so we're, we're being pushed in a, in a corner of a stigma that if truly addressed, you know, I, I, I truly believe that, um, you know, stats show that people who read their Bible on a, a daily basis uh, are less likely to have depression, mm-hmm. um, you know, because we know where our hope is, is in Jesus Christ. Not saying that, that you're immune to it, but it definitely helps. Uh, exercise, eating right, learning to to communicate, learning to have friends, making sure that you're spending good quality time with uh, with the community, so to speak, the community that you're in and uh, the people that you're around also helps uh, substantially. And I think in a world right now that we we think that having this you know this this phone that has you know, every little bit of information that we ever need uh, by our sides all the time, we think that that's going to help us and make us happy. And that's that's the complete opposite. We're seeing major, major stats that uh, show the depression rates of, of teenagers who spend majority of their time on their phone. Mm-hmm. It, it's crazy. So so do any, any of you folks have uh, children? Okay. I, do. I have a teenager. You got a teeny, okay. All right, so you know what we're talking about. You trying to? I know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Andre, you said you had a child. Yeah, I have a son. He's uh twelve. Okay, is he the one in the movie? Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Cool. We were. We were. It was like we thought he was. So maybe he'll make an appearance in a second. He's in okay. There. I was gonna say we couldn't get him. <laughs> yeah. <What's we're>... <laughs> yeah. Schoolwork, I guess. <laughs> yeah, got to get that schoolwork. So, 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 tell us, uh, tell us about the event. Um, when is it? What, um, what do people need to do to to either get there or um, how can they uh, get involved? Coco. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, it's May twentieth, and uh, you can go to our website, heartbeatfilm.com. Heart, thank you, heartbeatfilmevent.com. And it has all the information listed there for you to get tickets and find out yeah, where it's going to be held and what time it starts. But it's 5 p.m., right, Dre? 5 yeah, p.m. It's 5 p.m. <laughs> it is 5 p.m. And it's a free yeah. event. Great. Okay. Yes. So is this the only event that you're doing or are you going to try to do a few of them? Um, we, we definitely do want to do another event. We're going to see how this one goes. Uh, I feel like the impact and, and the support that we're getting uh, is is really, you know, um, good. One second. This is uh, <laughs> American Jefferson. Hey, brother. He, how you doing? He plays child, uh, child Pierre. Okay. Wait, wait to see him. Star of the you know, three years ago, so he's a lot bigger now. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So is he gonna follow in your footsteps and be an actor? 
he's a basketball player. We he, we like when it came to heartbeat, he's really really good at it. But I don't know if his passion is there for it. Okay, right. So so I'm gonna let him come to me next time. He you know if he want to be a part of yeah. a project. <clears throat> but Lacey no. had the goat the goat uh, so number on let me, 23. Let me tell a, a quick story. <laughs> oh, so yeah. All that Michael Jordan hoodie on. Yeah. I've got I've got a five year old grandson. And every single time he throws something in the trash or he shoots a basket or he throws a wrapper in the trash, every single time he does it, he yells, Michael Jordan. <laughs> People just laugh at him. You know, he'll have cowboy you know, Michael, Jordan. Like, Michael Jordan. I'm like, where did you learn about Michael Jordan? <laughs> the neighbor kid up the street. He's five. That's great. You know, it's like, so funny, man. People just laugh. He does it in like the men's bathroom at a restaurant when he throws his paper towel away. It's so funny. That's great. <laughs> That's great. Awesome. Yeah. So is this is or is there going to be somewhere to watch this like after the event? Are you guys going to release it on a YouTube or on social media? Or how is this going to be released and where can people uh, see it and when? So that'll be a little that'll be a few months out. Uh, yeah. What we want to do first is do the festival festival run. Uh, so this event is basically the opportunity for the guests to have a first look uh, into, you know, heartbeat and i know i know i was cut off just now but it is heartbeatfilmevent.com um and and we're definitely going to try to stream it but it'll be a few months out uh like i said it'll be a red carpet event we'll have speakers performers panel uh we have the la department of mental health coming in to do two workshops they'll be about 30 minutes each uh It'll be within the location, but in a separate, uh, a, a separate spot. You know, uh, we'll have KJLH there. They'll be there for two hours. We'll have our own personal DJ there, um, and then we'll have organizations. We'll have businesses. We'll have the county with booths. We'll have the African Communities Coalition. They'll have a booth. There's a nonprofit called Our Community that I'm a part of also, they'll have a booth. Uh, we'll have raffles, uh, and it'll be a lot of fun. It's, a memorabilia wall. Oh, yes. Right. We will have, you know, out of the 137 people that kill themselves on a day-to-day basis, 130 of them have mental health uh, battles. So we're going to do a tribute to the suicide victims. So we are asking for the guests, if they, you know, have family members or if they're affected by someone who committed suicide, all they'll do is upload the picture and a description about them. We don't want to know what happened. We don't, we want to know the good things. We want to know about their life and we want to kind of have them in the room with us. So we want to basically send a message to them saying that we see them. And that's awesome. Tribute wall, you know, and the upload is on heartbeatfilmevent.com also. Nice. I shared that in the chat. Yeah. That's great. That's great. So what's your what's your marketing plan? Um to uh to to are you gonna go to you gonna go secular? Are you gonna go to like churches or are you gonna try to do a little bit of everything or okay, a little everything? All right. <laughs> yeah, we wanna go. 
I'm sorry. Go ahead, Coco. No, because I was going to say it doesn't just affect one one person or one community. Right. I think it's it's important to open it up to everyone who can right. benefit from it because I think for a lot of people they just don't know what to do when faced with that. Right. When you see someone in that situation or you yourself being in that situation, you don't know what to do. So right. this would be a great chance for people to find some tools to like help encourage somebody or for them to like kind of cope and get out of their own head so that right. they can seek the help that they need. So I think it's important that we're keeping it open to everyone. That's great. That's great. So on your, when you do launch the movie, um, so you're going to go through the festivals first. Um, and those typically are in the fall, aren't they? Is that, are you going to most of them. So you're going to wait till the fall and then get that out. And then we should be able to see it probably sometime January next year. Is that so all of you, we're going to send you guys a link, but for the public, I know you, you, you actually for yourself, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, what you know, it's who, you know, that's what yeah. I always say. We'll, we'll send you a link so you can see it. Oh, I can't wait. I can't. What, wait. Did, you, what did you think about the trailer? It was good. Yeah, you did a good job. Yeah, I, I, I like it. I'm I'm excited about it. I, I I think this is an issue. I've been telling these guys and a lot of the people that we have on our podcast, we've had, you know, a couple of veteran um, ministries that are helping the vets. Um, we've had um, we've had a couple of uh, counselors, you know, coaching counselors and different things like that. And you know, the the big theme is that I don't think we've seen the major mental issues as of yet from the pandemic i think i think it's going to take about three or four years for that to really you know kind of rear its ugly head and i think we're going to start seeing you know right now what we're seeing is we're seeing everybody trying to to be different in a way that um because they they were isolated for as long as they were and they have no no understanding of who they are whose they are um, and they're trying to, to to make them out to be something else. And I think that issue will uh, mentally will eventually affect them um, in, in the next few years. And so I think I think this is needed. I think we need to talk about yeah. it more. Um, we don't need to keep sweeping it up under, uh, you know, under the rug and say, you know, rub some dirt on it and you'll be OK or buck it up or, you know, just be disciplined. I, I think, you know, mental illness is is a, an issue that. Um, that needs addressed, and I think you guys are doing a really good job with it. I think it's going to be like I, in my head. I'm already thinking. Okay, so on your website, you guys need uh, links to to you know the one eight hundred suicide number, and you need uh, links to ministries and uh, coaching, and like there's just so much that you could possibly do with this, especially if it strikes the nerve for. Uh, for those who are either dealing with mental illness or have, you know, have somebody in their life that's uh, that's dealing with it because it it affects um, it, it, is, it not just affects the person having the mental illness, but it affects the people around them, too, Absolutely. Uh, which I, I think brings on more depression and anxiety and issues that come along with that because you're dealing with somebody that you don't know. You know, it, it, it's like what I always say about addicts. You know, God has always sent me addicts um, in my life. You know, they're alcoholics or drug addicts, and uh, I know how to deal with them. But a lot of times when we look at people, we uh, we look at them and think, man, they've hit rock bottom. But 
you know, an alcoholic or a drug addict, their rock bottom is nowhere near what you think rock bottom is. Like they have to, they have to hit way a lot further than you think. And I think that's what happens with mental illness. And uh, there has to be a certain point where you look at it and you go, all they got to do is this. Well, it's not quite that easy. Uh, There's a lot more to it than just, you know, go get counseling or, you know, sometimes it is, sometimes it's, it's, it's that. And sometimes it's medication and sometimes there's a chemical imbalance and sometimes there's just hopelessness or, you know, lack of uh, education, uh, you know, so you need somebody a little bit more stout to be able to um, walk them through that. And I, I hope you guys will, you know, as you're, as you're, fleshing this out and, and pushing it out and <clears throat> trying to figure out who it goes to and how it goes, uh, that you'll include, you know, some of those links and helps and different things like that. It sounds like it's not just a, a movie that you guys have made, but it's maybe a movement that you want to be a, a part of. Is that correct in saying that? Uh, for me, yes. Yes. For me, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I think I'm, I'm, I'm super obligated to, uh, you know, me making it out, <laughs> I feel like it's kind of like, all right, God steering me to that. So I think that it will be a focus of mine for a while. Oh, good. Praise God. Yeah. So, so Monica, what do you have coming down the pipe? Do you have well, any, any movies or shows or plays or anything that you're doing right at the moment? Yeah, actually, this is this is the big event. This one here, this coming okay. May 20th. Um, but I do have, actually have another film coming out that that one touches on like domestic violence. <laughs> mm. It's funny cause Dre and I, we were in a, a play together after this, um, film and that writer and director writes really deep things too. And so, uh, that should be coming out soon. And that one's going to make its way on the um, festival circus as well. It's called, um, oh my goodness, I can't remember at the time you right now, but <laughs> it's, it's a deep one. And then I have uh, some shows that are coming out. Some of them I can't mention because okay. it has to be announced first. Right, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, the, uh, you can keep up with me on my IMDb. A lot of it is on there. It's Monica Davis, and I'm also on Instagram at underscore monica davis and i usually put everything that uh, i have coming up out there and you can keep interactive with my imdb there too okay great Kanisha, mm-hmm. how about you um i as i too i uh have a film that's already been on the festival circuit so we have one of our screenings coming up it's the same weekend as this screening oh no <laughs> but it's in la but um it's uh it's the the name of my short. It's called Three Phases of Issa, and it deals with domestic violence within the pandemic. So once again, something that was happening a lot that wasn't really talked about, but the domestic violence rates increased during the pandemic because everyone was isolated together. And yes. so the things that occurred in the pandemic kind of like burst. And that's pretty much what that film is about. Mm-hmm. Um, so exciting that we're in this uh, uh, new festival coming up in LA. So that's exciting. And also I have a couple other projects coming out soon. And I also write and direct sketches. Oh, and awesome. I, uh, <laughs> 
So I produced a couple sketches that we're in the editing process right now. So yeah, I'm That's just trying great. to stay busy because at midnight, we don't know if we're going to be working for a minute that writer's strike. Oh, oh, I, heard oh I heard about that. that. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully that won't happen. Hopefully that won't happen. Get Finger crossed. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, Kanisha, how do we get a hold of you on social media? Are you? Oh, um, so <laughs> it's a play on my name and saying hello in Japanese. It's Kanisha okay. Wa. Uh, Kanisha Wa. <laughs> so C O N I S H A W A is my handle on Instagram, and then on Facebook is Kanisha Wade. And uh, yeah, I put pretty much everything that I'm in on there and one of my stories. And yeah, and I work out as well. Okay. Drink a lot of water, stay hydrated. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> Looking amazing. Thanks. <laughs> and I love the Lord. So I'm here for this man up. Come on now. Man, I love it. I love it. You know, it's funny. Like, it's, uh, I'm here for it. Well, we, we love it. Thank you so much. We have, uh, I told you earlier, we have 866,000 followers on Facebook and 60% of those are women. Amen. The women are looking for their men to man up as well. I told this, well, I told this story. I'm a couple of, <laughs> I told this story a couple of weeks ago. I went and I, me and my wife went to Walmart. And as we were going up to the registers, I, I had this T-shirt on and she was off looking for one more thing. And uh, I walked up to the register and there was this lady at the register and she goes, how are you doing? I'm like, good. And she goes, you know what? I really like your shirt. And she goes, we need more men to do that. <laughs> and I said, I said, yes, we do. And uh, then my wife came up to the register and she said, I said, she likes the shirt. And, and uh, my wife said something to the effect of, yeah, I'm glad I got one of those men that, that, you know, manned up. Exactly. Uh, I, I wasn't, I wasn't manned up when I met her. And uh, it was it was it was really good, but we do we do need men to, you know, lead their families and uh, yeah, ser serve their families, you know, with servant leadership and and uh, and walk beside their wives and and uh, mm -hmm. and and do the things that they need to do in this world to uh, uh, to to glorify God. As far as yeah. you know, the last one I, I wanted to say one more thing. I couldn't find the verse. Like I know what the Bible says, but I don't memorize verses where they're at. And I couldn't find it tonight. But one of the times that Jesus or Paul, or I, th I thought it was in the book of James is talking about anxiety and not to be anxious and not to worry. He talks about prayer and supplication and then talks about how um, reading the word of God. And obviously not everybody that read everybody that reads the word of God. It doesn't mean that they're not going to struggle with depression or, or mental illness at all. And that's, that's not what I'm saying, but I would encourage everybody out there to just be in your Bible every single day. It is what renews your mind. It is what's going to teach you to capture your thoughts. Uh, it's going to give you hope. We believe hope is a person. That person is Jesus Christ. And, and, and I just encourage everybody to, to get in this book every day, whether it's just a couple of verses, whether it's a chapter, whether it's a book, whatever it is, because it, it really, it lives and it breathes and it will change you. It will give you hope. Uh, it will give you joy. And it will, and most importantly, it will reveal who Christ is and mm -hmm. Christ will heal you. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. 
So Andre, I know you've got this big event coming up, but do you have anything in the pipe as well? Anything that you've written, new movie, uh, starring in anything? What you got <laughs> going on? Uh, so we do have uh, Kendrick, Kendrick the film. Everybody could watch Kendrick the film. It's on Linktree. Uh, type in Kendrick the film. I'm in that. Uh, super excited about that. It's doing uh, good things. It was filmed in the Bay Area and um, it's getting a lot of love and attention. Besides that, I've been focusing on Heartbeat. I had a few uh, guest roles here and there, but uh, right now it is the Heartbeat. I do have Big Kid Book. You guys could check out on my website, andrekjefferson.com. You could buy Big Kid's book, a children's book. Just encouraging and motivating that, you know, you can overcome after mistakes. Yeah. Uh, mm. uh, that was written during the pandemic, too. Wow. <laughs> With my son, you just see my son. He's big. Right. He was five years old. I've been writing a, a, a book. It's, it's kind of like a biopic about, um, you know, the drinking escapades and, you know, right. overcoming that. And so I've been writing it for years. And when he was five years old, he see me typing and he said, Dad, Dad, what you doing? I said, I'm writing a book. He was like, I want a book. I said, what you want your big book to be called? He said, Big Boy Book. <laughs> and so I think it was six years, a few years later, I can't count. I got him that big kid book. <laughs> That's great. That's really yeah. cool. That's a that is I cool. love it. That's really good. I, I want to mention, too, because, uh, you know, when I was hearing the voices, right? Right. <laughs> I, I couldn't sleep for three weeks straight. I'm laying down and it's just like, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, literally in my head. And I just I, I just start visualizing the scripture uh, when Peter, it was Peter that walked the water, right? Uh, when Peter left the boat to walk, walk, walk the water and, you know, he said, just keep your eyes focused on me. It was so crazy because when I visualized that in my head, hearing these voices, all of them calm. Now, the deeper sleep I got, they started to come back. But every time I focused on that ship, <laughs> the voices in my head went away. Right. So I, I remember one of you guys just said, you know, focusing on Jesus, focusing on the word. And I did Google, you know, a lot of scriptures and those helped too. You know, I think it was the faith. It really was. That's great. I want to give a shout out to uh, Keith for looking up that scripture or some Philippians, yeah, four. Philippians, yeah, Philippians, Philippians six, seven. Uh, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, uh, by prayer and I thought, it was I thought it was supplication. Yeah. It says, mm -hmm. but um, with thanksgiving and prayer, yeah. And it go it goes on to say after that to put into action or something what you have seen and what you have heard. Talking about the word of God is is where I was going with that. Right. So. I, you know, there was a there was a season not too long ago last year where I I wasn't reading my Bible near as much as as me and my wife neither one was, and we were struggling. And this mm. year, I read my Bible every single day. There's a couple of days where I didn't get to, but then I doubled up the next day, and because I'm doing like a one year devotion, and I can I can tell changes in my personality. My wow. wife can tell changes. I mean, it's like uh, it's like God showing me. He, he's, mm -hmm. he's revealing these changes and I'm being able to identify them myself because he's trying to encourage me to just read your Bible every day mm -hmm. and all these things that in the flesh you struggle with, it will help you. And so, yeah. Amen. 
Love it. Well, folks, um, I, I have been uh, blessed by uh, being able to watch you guys and to see you guys and to talk to, to you guys. I can't wait to see um, if you could. Hey, Fergosa, hit me over there. Oh, sorry about that. All right. Uh, I got to smack him around. Well, we've got Fergosa doing like 16 things, right? <laughs> he's not just sitting there looking at the fly on the wall. He's taking notes. He's trying to post of him. We're on him about the hey, camera. About halfway through, he goes, and I'm like, hey, what? He goes, yeah. That's what I was over here doing. I could not think of where that verse That's was. Funny. But um, we're really excited about it. what what. Andre, what I would really love is uh, when this thing does come out to to the um, uh, to the community and uh, to the rest of the world. We would love to be able to help promote it um, as much as we possibly can. We'll send links and um, you know anything that we can. So make sure that we stay in contact to be able to do that. And Monica and Kanisha, we'll be praying for you you guys as well. Your the things that are coming out. Um, we're blessed just to be able to talk to you guys and hope that. Uh, uh, you make an impact in this world and that you you point people to uh, to God in all that you do. And uh, especially through this movie to help people that have a mental illness that, um, you know, that, that, that there is hope. Um, yeah. you know, suicide, suicide doesn't fix the problem. It just transfers the problem is all it does. It transfers to everybody that's in your life. Uh, you're just passing it on. You're not curing anything. Um, and you're just you're just passing that on. Uh, there are other ways. I promise you, there are, uh, there's helps, and uh, you're not alone. And so don't yeah. ever don't ever think that you are alone. Um, there are many many people to reach out to. So we encourage you to uh, to to not live to live that lie alone. That's the enemy telling you that you're not worthy. You are worthy, and God loves you so much that He sent His Son to die upon the cross for your sins. And uh, uh, we're really excited for you guys. I can't wait to uh, to to promote this for you guys, and um, we just want you to to be blessed in all that you do. Well, thank you so much for having us. This has been awesome, and yeah, can't wait for you guys to finally get the little secret snippet oh, that Drake. I, <laughs> I, I can't wait. I'm really excited about it. And we again we thank you guys so much for everything. Thank yeah. Thank you. Thank you for taking your time. All right. Well you guys have a great night and we will uh talk to you guys later. Just so you guys know this will uh, go on our podcast platform tomorrow. It is live tonight and um but it'll go on our podcast platform uh, that is on um, just about every every platform that's out there. So uh, you'll be able to listen to it uh, while you're in your car and while you are um, working out or wherever you want to listen to a podcast. So we thank awesome. you for joining us. All right. Thank you. Thank you guys. God bless. God, God bless. bless. God, bless. God, you all. God bless. See you later. <laughs> Fake out. <laughs> yeah, all right. There we go. We got them off and uh, uh, we are still here. So. So we got a few more minutes. Uh, that was a good. That was a good interview. Yeah, that was yeah, really it was good. good. That was really good. I enjoyed talking to them. I hope that. I hope that little short that movie does some some yeah. major stuff for them. It's a tough gig, man. Doing the circuit, trying to get people to watch your film. I can't and imagine. It's a tough go, especially spending in, so much money doing that. Yeah, especially all the stuff that's already out there. You know that mm -hmm. there's just a million things out there. I was trying to 
pick something Sunday afternoon just to watch on Netflix. Like, just nothing but this is just crap, number one, but there's a billion different things to watch. I can't even. Yeah. I liked it back in the day when they, you know, had you all psyched up for the movie coming out, a little trailer coming out, and you had to go to the movies to watch it. And then the DVD, you know. You had to wait, too. They didn't come out with a DVD. No, if you're lucky to get it blockbuster by the time it, you know, hit the stores, uh, that was more exciting now than just sitting down and hitting hitting a button and going. Yeah. So well, that's a the, the circuit's tough, and then I know that they're probably just bleeding money, you know, just bleeding money, promoting it, trying to get on shows like this, trying to talk about it. The event's going to help, right. you know. If you're still listening, you're you know, if you're anywhere near where that thing's going on, go check it out because uh, supporting. Man, we complain like there's not nothing to watch. Well, then go support this. Go support it. Yeah, right. exactly. That'll yeah, show good. movies or shows that are doing you know that have a positive message and are are trying to bring God in into the light, um, in difficult situations and glorify Him like this is. I think we should make sure that we're trying to support stuff like this more. I mean, it's one thing to find, you know, everybody watches TV and watches mm-hmm. things and that's all well and fine, but let's just make sure we're really stepping up to support things that are trying to glorify God and help people and have a positive message also. Yeah. They're great, great personalities too. I love Yeah. Yeah. Tanisha was great. Yeah. I she it. was very, uh, very joyful. Yeah. I loved listening to them. They're yeah. Great. I'd be excited to see some of their other stuff. So, yeah. We've got a couple of uh, movies coming up uh, that we'll have on our podcast in the next few weeks. Um, you know, one movie that we had, we had the the producers and stuff, Nefarious. Yeah. You I've need to see really that. Good it's things. great. So I think I'm going to watch it this weekend. Stacy's got something going on Saturday uh, for, you know, two or three hours, and I think I'm going to fire stick it. It's it's good. Yeah. It, I, I mean, think I'm going to watch yeah. it. It's got my interest. Well, that's where... It's, it's really good. It's, it's completely... Uh, it's 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 really what it's doing it's throwing light light at the uh the woke community right now uh not a single cuss word in it it's uh it's a really really done well done movie i'm supposed to have sean patrick flannery on this week uh who stars in that he was also on boondock saints but um years and years ago but he's been in quite a few things since then but he i'm gonna tell you if this movie were to ever get traction he'd get an oscar for yeah. his role in this like it was really good you well, need to see it it's called nefarious and uh speaking of fire sticks i was at a cigar lounge with just some randos like a heathen and they were talking about it it was really Seriously? cool yeah um and uh you know in in homage to my favorite theologian i definitely smoke cigars charles um, uh, spurgeon spurgeon <laughs> little spurgeon uh, but man it, they're i mean the two guys they're just random dudes in a cigar shop talking about how good it was they're right. like oh you gotta see this movie and you know i just sat there and i was like i've never oh cool tell me about it's it really good i got to see on? a sneak preview of it before it came out and um it was i sat and watched it and it was intense the whole time second yeah. that it starts uh to the time it finishes it's intense they said it was awesome yeah and they yeah. i had i had both the uh producers and the writers on uh the podcast um so we do, just so you guys know, we do what's called one-on-one, uh, where I will uh, interview, you know, just by myself throughout the week, um, you know, 
producers and uh, directors and actors and different things like that. Sometimes they can't get on the, the live show on Monday night. So we'll do that on one-on-one, but those will be on our podcast as well as our YouTube page. So if you mm-hmm. get an opportunity to check that out too. So yeah, we forget, we forget about the spiritual. Yeah. We forget that we, we sometimes when we get, when we get angry about something or when we see something that we, we fight the wrong battle where we're, we're looking at the flesh and the blood instead of the, uh, instead of the spirit behind that's it. And good. I think that from what I've seen so far, that's basically the premise of the movie is, uh, is, is him showing, like you said, it's kind of like a screw tape letters yeah. where they show the behind the scenes of what's really going on and what the enemy's doing behind the scenes to, to create division mm-hmm. uh, and, and some of this stuff going on in the, in the world today. And I think as, as Christians, we need to remain focused on that and make sure we're, you know, doing intercessory prayer and, you know, we're, we're making sure that we, you know, I used to have a, a, a friend that he talked about removing the flesh and what is the spirit behind it? What is the spirit that you're dealing with right. in somebody, you know, and, and it, just watching that clip that you showed the other night before we started the podcast, that made me think of that yeah. Ephesians, I think it's six twelve. Yeah. it's Ephesians chapter six, where it talks about what we're dealing with about spirits in high places and things like that. So I think it's a, I think it's probably a good movie. Well, I so th- I'm going to watch I, it this week. I think we need to prepare for war is my opinion. Yeah. You know, the spiritual battle that's going on. I mean, we're seeing it. I was going to say, you got to be clear. Yeah. Spiritual. <laughs> get your guns, get your pitchforks. Yeah, we're, going, yeah, we're going to war. Cancel. Yeah, exactly. No, I meant spiritual <laughs> war. Uh, it is a spiritual battle. You know, I think we, we kind of poo poo that in our lives because we don't necessarily see it. Yeah. But all the things that are going on, like this, the movie nefarious did a great job in um you know kind of uh bringing that out of the darkness you know it was just really like he was you know talking about how uh the you'll have, you'll just have to see it. Yeah. I, I won't do it justice yeah. but it's just really uh, a good job so the prisoner is um uh he's uh indwelled with a, a the spirit demon a demon and uh they're trying to figure out whether they can uh uh, what's the word? I'm like my head is killing me. Sorry. Um, they're gonna they're gonna put him to death, and so they're trying to figure out if they can go ahead and put him in the electric chair or not. You know, yeah. whether he's sane or not. And the psychiatrist goes in. They spend the whole day just together, and it's just it's really really good. You gotta you gotta yeah. go see it. So, but uh, yeah, check out Heartbeat. Uh, Heartbeat in uh, Event dot com, and uh, we. Um, we're excited about that. We hope that Andre and uh, Monica and uh, Kanisha have a, a great run of, of that, and they do really well at the festivals. That'll be cool to see if they do good at the festivals, yeah. too. Yeah. So they, I'm anxious to see it. You'll have to make sure you send us the link when you get it. Maybe. Down the road. Maybe not. I, you know, I like to keep that stuff to yeah, myself. See, now he's trying to big time. <laughs> big time. You ever notice I don't ever try to big time? I got nothing to big time about, but I'm glad you I never said. try to big time. <laughs> I never try to big time. It's like me trying to dunk, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Hey, so we got a new segment we're going to do at the end of our show every week. And, uh, so just so you guys know, we've got a private group of 54,000 men on Facebook. It's called the Man of God's Way community. And um, every, it's really funny because we, we've got a bunch watching the show the show right now. So I hope they'll, they'll hear this. 
but the, the, the group itself is, is, um, it, it's got a mind of its own. Like we, we've got atheist on there. We've got, uh, Calvinist on there. We've got Arminius on there. We've got lost people on there. We've got center. We've got Pharisees. We've got like, it's just a little, it's a hodgepodge of everything. When you said Calvinist, I took offense to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're Carminius. So, you're not quite five. So real quick, real quick, I got off Facebook for 11 months and I got back on recently because Jody needed somebody to do the, the, the church Facebook page. And so I got back on and I told myself, all I'm going to do is get on and have the account so I can do the page. Well, you know how that goes. So the other day for the first time since I'd been back on, I've been back on for a few months. I go to the man up community because you're an and, admin on that page. Well, I was, I don't know that I am anymore because I deleted my account. So I don't think I am. Maybe not. I used to be an admin, but anyway, I, I clicked, I, I clicked like, and I liked it. I swear this is no exaggeration. I was on it for five minutes, five freaking minutes. And I'm like, I'm done. I can't do this. The, I, I mean, I love all you guys. There's 54,000 of me and there's some good Christians out there, but the way that they bicker and argue and yeah. just, it's just, I can't do it, man. Yeah. It's, it is almost, it's hard to, it's, it's hard, hard to, man, to, yeah, it's hard hard to manage, manage now. It, right. And, you know, we're trying to not be Facebook and cancel people all the time because, um, you know, they're, we just don't want to do that. You know, we want the yeah. other guys. So we, we ha- have the guys come alongside each other and, you know, encourage each other and, you know, uh, admonish each other. You know, that's really what the, the, the group is all about and try to, sharpen each other but uh a new segment that we're going to have i think we're going to try this and see how it works is just uh the cancel of the week and so we do block people every now and then and so we've got block of the week the block of the week that's what we're going to say we're going to the block of the week so we block people out of the page and get them out of the page and oliver is one of these guys we're not going to give their full name and all that but they're probably not even listening now they're I mad wanna, at us i want to be clear okay this segment is not to publicly shame people it's so that <laughs> everybody can learn what's acceptable and what's not Maybe because that's right. we let people while out pretty hardcore but yeah but there are some things that'll get you banned well so and what really what started this was last week i mentioned that we should have an episode about clarifying things that are said about the bible or in scripture that aren't true that aren't true yes. right so then fragosa being the podcast genius that he is we were also talking about the man up community page and fragosa said listen we should just do a a segment you know at the end about the block of the week right. and this that and the other which is which is much better yeah, idea because was- you can do it weekly as opposed to one episode where we where we talk about <laughs> and, that and just so we're clear again you're not going to get blocked for what we would call having incorrect theology or maybe having some different ideas right. Um, about you know something, you're going to get blocked for being mean to people. You're going right. to get blocked from cussing. You're going to get blocked from just being a jerk. Mm-hmm. So uh, the block of the week, the block uh, of the week, the was, cancel, the, the can- well, let's call it cancel because I think it, it's funny that we're canceling people. Yeah, we're so okay. yeah exactly. We're so anti cancel. True to the segment, but uh, cancel this, the week. This guy Oliver got on the on the group and he just started f bombing everybody. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, <laughs> hey, I get it, Oliver. I'm there sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I'm there a lot. He just started f bombing like just every comment was the so. Just, I, I'm gonna and we're not so, we're not laughing at you. We're laughing with you because when I say I've been there 
Like one of my favorite things to do was I'll write a response on Facebook and I won't hit send and I'll just let it simmer. And you like got, all the yeah. things that I'd like to say. Like, yeah. So I have highlight a, delete. I have a 24 hour rule is okay. my, is my rules. So 